Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. Today's question, uh, which is a rough question, but I'm so glad it's asked. I've been waiting to answer this question for a while. So it basically goes like this. How can INFJs, how can can someone be married to an INFJ or a lust type, like so INFJ or ESTP, how can someone be married to an INFJ or an ESTP and have them still be loyal in the relationship, have them still stick around the relationship, even though they fall in love very easily with other people because there are these lust types. Well, that's false. That is The question in of its own right is actually false because the thing is, is that ESTPs and INFJs, while they are lust types, and lust basically is, is another word for, um, for jealousy. I know like we're using a lot of sexually uh, charged terms when it comes to... Um, you know, the four temples and the soul temple and the specific soul temple templar, which is INFJ and ESTP types, basically. These types, yeah, they're very lustful. Yeah, they have the highest body counts, you know, and have the sex with the most, with the most people because they're just starving for connection, starving for intimacy with fellow human beings. Yes, that's definitely a part of their life. That's just kind of how they roll. And they typically do have the highest body counts out of everyone, or even in certain cases, very rarely, the lowest body count because of their living virtue of chastity. But let's look at the definitions of lust versus chastity without the the sexual charge to them. So lust also translates directly to jealousy, which is wanting what other people have. That's not the same as envy. Envy is just getting mad at other people for for having more than you when you've put in the same or the more effort than they have. That's what envy is. Uh, it's actually about measuring effort, really, and the measuring reward based on effort. Whereas uh, lust is all about just wanting what other people have. Chastity is the opposite of that. Chastity is all about um, doing the best with what you have because it's what you have. It's about optimizing, getting more out of what you already have, basically, and protecting what you already have. That's what chastity is. It means to be chaste. It also means to uh, not pollute yourself, right? So, in the context of this question, the, the specific acolyte who's asked this question um, is basically trying to figure out, it's like, what guarantee is there if I marry an ESTP or an INFJ that they're not just going to go, you know, fall in love with somebody else super quick and then end up betraying me or ruining our family or ruining our relationship? Like, what, what, like, what, what are the chances that's going to happen? And the thing is, is that, like, well... I understand your fear there, but that's not how ESTPs and INFJs actually work. That's not, that's, that has nothing to do with it. It it really doesn't. So you folks need to be aware of uh, something about them because it's a misnomer or a, uh, a misconception of ESTPs and INFJs. These are not the people who fall in love easily. They really don't. They get infatuated easily but they don't fall in love easy. Actually, the reality is, is that ESTPs and INFJs, it is the most difficult for them out of the 16 types to fall in love with somebody. That is actually why they have such high body counts, typically. It's because it's difficult for them. It's really difficult for them. And oftentimes, you know, people just don't even realize how or why this is even happening. And it's because they they have a really hard time connecting with other people. Don't forget, like you know, they're 
their God functions are extrovert intuition, which means deep down, regardless of their type, they definitely want to be wanted. And they also, and their other uh, func God function is introverted feeling. So introverted feeling means is that they care about having high self-worth. They care about being people of high value and high character, right? But the thing is, is that they still have that need, that intrinsic need for intimacy and connection with other people. The thing is, is that it has to be prolonged connection, prolonged intimacy. The problem is, is that, you know, oftentimes they don't know if they're making the right choice in terms of who they're supposed to be connected with. And that's why they do loyalty checks and push people away to see if they'll come back, which can be an abusive behavior. That's why other times they put other people that are outside of their families, outside of their relationships at a higher level than the people that they are because they're focusing on quantity over quality. Why? Because these two types are looking for a high level of attention. They want to harvest attention. And the thing is, is that for them to feel truly connected and intimate with someone, they basically have to have that person as a consistent source of attention. And it has really nothing to do with sexuality. It's a consistent source of attention that they just need all the time. I remember when Railgun and I first got together and she's like, she asked me like, will you always be my playmate? Because she just wanted to be connected with me. She wanted to do everything with me. It's all about doing things with me and being invited to do things with me. That's what it was all about to her. That was, that's why, that was the most important thing. And it's so hard for an NI inferior to make the choice to choose one person to uh, you know, be connected with on a prolonged, uh, prolonged basis and that person to be their playmate. And it's the same goes with INFJs. They also have a very hard time making that choice because commitment is an SI demon basically from their perspective. You know, versus, uh, versus the choice is a little bit more difficult, the ESTP because it's NI inferior, right? So because of that, they're afraid. And so because of that fear, and they act in fear, they end up trying to connect with as many people as possible, to have as many sources of attention as possible to fill that, that uh, attention hole that's within their souls, basically. But uh, that way they don't have to really rely on that one person that they're burning out, potentially, for that one person's attention, which would likely be their lover, basically. It's kind of like, having a wardrobe of clothes and there's some really, really special clothes that you have, but you choose not to wear those clothes all the time because you don't want to wear them out. Things wearing out really stress out ESTPs and INFJs, but they also know deep down that they have a tendency to wear out people and they're afraid of that. So they try to play it safe um, by increasing the amount of people that they can be connected with, including you know, with their sexuality to have multiple sources of attention so there's no risk of wearing those people out, basically. And then also at the same time, uh, if they do find someone that they want to have to, to commit to in a sexual relationship, well, guess what? That, uh, you know, that person typically has to be an extremely high introverted sensor because they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna wear this person out and they'll still be able to give me attention. And that's why, you know, it's, it's so easy for SJs to get with ESTPs and INFJs because they just stick around. They're just the last man standing. After they've worn out everyone else, those people stay right there. You know what I'm saying? So, so with that being said, you know, there's a lot less, there's a lot less risk with it, you know, and oftentimes people don't even realize you know, like the consequences of this thing. 
So a healthier ESTP and INFJ has identified the people that don't really wear out so easily, and then they, they prioritize those people to stick around with. Because at the end of the day, lust types aren't really seeking a huge volume of people to be with sexually or even to get their attention. It's just a defense mechanism. If they had their way, they'd be super idealistic because of their idealization pull uh, for their temple wheel as a result of being um, Soul Temple Templar. So if you want to learn more about temples, please watch season 18. Thank you. So yeah. <laughs> so um, so they they idealize others. So if it were up to them, they'd be like all in on monogamy. Really, it's just that from their perspective, you know, acting like you know a serial monogamous or being poly or having tons of sexual partners, it's really just a defense mechanism because they're just afraid. They're afraid of committing to the wrong person. They're just afraid of being connected to the wrong person, uh, to a person who would wear out easily, a person that they would wear out. And that's what they're really afraid of. But if it was up to them, they just have the one, basically, someone that they're not going to wear out. And that's what means everything to them. You know, so, so in reality, like, you don't have to be worried about having a sexual relationship with them as long as you're not being worn out by them and they don't think, they never think that you're being worn out by them then you don't have anything to concern yourself with. You're safe to be in a relationship with them and they will stick with you because then they'll start using their chastity uh, uh, living virtue instead of their vice of lust. They use their vice of lust to get that quantity of attention because it's a defense mechanism. But then if you're not being worn out by them, they don't have to use lust anymore, which means they can just invest everything into you and then they'll use their chastity and do the best with what they have. What they have being you, basically, doing the best with what you have, right? And that's like, that's critical. I'm losing my cigar here. There we go, it's back. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's majorly important. I'm trying to think of the other point I was trying to make, or if I was going to. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's, it's incumbent upon you as their partner to just make sure that you're not being worn out by them and continue to share experiences with them, include them into things, and show them that you're not getting bored of them. That is what is absolutely critical. You just have to prove to them that you're not bored of them. If only, if only I could prove that to Railgun because she's constantly using her defense mechanism of her deadly sin of lust and trying to get so many different sources of attention because she's constantly thinking that she's wearing me out. And it's like, no, you're not wearing me out. The issue is, is that you're not investing enough. That's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with being worn out, right? But she doesn't see it that way because, you know, I'm an ENTP. We have a little bit of emotional compatibility and it's really hard for me to communicate things with her on an emotional level and as much as it is hard for her to communicate with things on an emotional level, not necessarily because of our emotional compatibility, which definitely that, that is an issue, but also based on you know her nurture. She's UDUF and she has those struggles, right? And that's what ends up being the problem over time.
So yeah, that's just kind of, that's what happens over and over. Very nice. So yeah, uh, I think I think that just about hammers the question. So yeah, just don't be worn out, really, and just keep including them. And uh, yeah, they they won't use their lust. They're not gonna fall in love with someone else. And and remember, folks, the truth is, they don't fall in love with people. Ah, there's my final point. I know what it is. So they don't fall in love so easily. It's so hard for them, as I've just demonstrated. The thing is, is that when they don't fall in love with somebody and they have these high body counts, they're able to do that because soul temple people have this thing where they can actually psychologically separate themselves. When they're being physically intimate with somebody, they can just kind of go in their own little world. They can just imagine different scenarios, kind of like when someone kind of checks out basically. They can actually mentally check out and they can actually treat sex as just sex. Whereas I'm heart temple. I can't treat, I cannot treat sex as just sex. When I have sex, it's a big deal. It's an event. It's like I'm all in or all out, you know, that kind of a thing. But for them, they can be half, they have one foot in and one foot out basically. And they can be mentally checked out from the person that they're having sex with because from their perspective, it's just a very shallow connection, a very lust-based, shallow, quantity-based connection instead of something that's all about chastity, which is deep and meaningful and doing the best with what they have, right? And again, as a result, that's why. You know, they are able to, so they're not falling in love over and over and over so quickly with the people, you know? The people that fall in love really quick, I mean, that's, that's like F.I. Hero. That's F.I. Hero. Those are the people that fall in love. With, those are the love at first sight people, not, not INFJs or ESTPs. So that too should hopefully uh, bring this Acolyte user's uh, question, you know, bring them some peace, you know. So speaking of which, if you guys want uh, Chris and I to uh, make uh, video responses to your questions, become an Acolyte member, csjoseph.life forward slash members, and then uh, become a journeyman member, then upgrade your account to Acolyte. You can also upgrade at csjoseph.life forward slash portal, which is where our members portal is. So yeah, anyway, thanks for watching, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode.